0: Come
1: on.
0: Welcome to Money Savage, a Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Denitha Doe. Denitha, are you ready to do this? I am so ready, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Danita is the founder of Money & Mimosas, a wealth and wellness program. She has been named a top 40 under 40 accounting professional by CPA, practice advisor, a next generation accountant by QuickBooks and is the host of the number one podcast for young accounting professionals, The Future of Accounting. I'm excited to have you on. Danitha, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your professional background, and why it is that you do what you do.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, George. I'm really excited to chat with you today and hopefully share some knowledge, some gems with your audience on Money Savage. A little bit about me my personal life. I live in the Bay Area in a town just outside San Francisco and it was always a dream of mine to live in California growing up in Indiana. So this is definitely a dream come true. And I I spend a lot of time out hiking. I love being outdoors and, and going to the spa and, and hanging out with my beloved um, who we've been together for almost seven years now. Thanks. my profession yeah it's, it's fun it's it's great my professional life uh, you mentioned a couple of things that I do so I like to call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur from a very young age I've always like to do a lot of different things. I mean, starting in university, where I met a mutual friend of ours, Centauri, I was the president of a student organization while going to school full-time, while working part-time, while being an NFL cheerleader, while doing everything that I could to be as involved as I could be, And, and I've taken that into my professional career. So I have a number of passion projects that I work on, and, um, and it's all centered, though, around financial education from a very early age. I wanted to better understand money. I saw a lot of situations growing up where money was the source of pain and depression and anxiety. And I just craved this. I had this need, the desire to figure it out for myself so that I didn't have to experience that growing up. So. The work that I do now is mostly around helping others, maybe people within your community, small business owners primarily, helping them better understand how to make money work for them and to build wealth on their own terms so that they can live a life full of passion and purpose and truly wake up fulfilled every day.
0: Oh, that is awesome. I know that we need all the good ideas that we can get. So from your experience, what do you think an area is that if people made an improvement would give them the greatest return or opportunity to be successful?
1: That is such a great question. And the first the first thing that comes to mind, and I share this with all of my clients as well as those that join Money Mimosas and anyone that I have the opportunity to talk to, the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to elevate your mindset. And what I mean by that is we have I truly believe each one of us has the power to create whatever dream lifestyle we want you know for for myself it may look one way you know for you George it may look like something else For someone else it may be you know about traveling more or or being at home more often with their children whatever it is for you that person um, you to know that you have the power and the ability to be able to do it that is it sounds really simple, and, and it may come across as potentially woo-woo, but it, it's truly important to understand that the thoughts that we have and learning how to cultivate and nurture thoughts that are supportive and and self and full of self-love as opposed to being um, toxic is, is the biggest thing that you can do. To improve your situation and and an extent to your financial
0: situation as well I 100 percent agree with that I think that we all realize how valuable goal setting is but so few of us actually write down our goals and review them consistently and certainly we all understand I think intellectually that we're supposed to have a great attitude and and a positive mindset but how many of us are actually practicing that so I think it's always worth reinforcing and talking about how important that is. What do you think keeps people up at night?
1: The biggest thing that I feel, you know, and this all depends upon someone's personal situation, but I do think that the biggest thing, at least related to finances, that may keep up people up at night is, you know, we have um, a lot of debt overall as a nation that we're struggling with student loan debt if you're under the age of 50 let's say you probably have quite a substantial amount of student loan debt that keeps you up at night and and just the feeling that you don't have complete control over your financial situation I talked to a number of people who are employed um, in regular typical jobs they work a nine to five position and and they feel stuck because they they maybe they've reached um, a level within their salary that they feel they can't get past and, and at the same time their expenses continue to rise. Maybe they they have a child or two now, they've purchased a home and, and they can't quite get a grasp on how to change their personal situation um, to match to match their ever-growing needs and desires to, to live a more fulfilled life. Um, so I think that's what keeps people up at night and, and you know, if you go back to what we were talking about with a positive mindset and and nurturing that, it's its a positive mindset, yes, but it's also taking it a step further. It's about becoming aware of the, just the thoughts that you have and learning to work with them. It's okay to be anxious or stressed at times. That can actually fuel you to change something in your life in order to create a better situation. So it's not about running away from those negative and um, anxious thoughts or being upset that you stay up at night it's really about using those situations to to gain more information to fuel you to fuel you to make different decisions within your life
0: yeah i I think that's probably a a, a big reason that that people have hard time sleeping is feeling overwhelmed or even trapped by by debt and bills and the really lousy thing about bills is that you get them every month um sometimes it feels like you don't have any relief from that so getting the right getting the right attitude and mindset is is so key what would you say is a next step for people? would you say it's it's looking at cash flow is it budgeting?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah what's worked for me is to know your numbers I so I apply this in my own life and I recommend this to anyone else is. Sometimes when we feel overwhelmed, we feel overstressed, it's because we're creating, at times we're creating situations that are far worse than they actually are. So sitting down, calculating what do I need to make or what do I spend, rather, each month? Things that are non-negotiable, such as your rent or mortgage, that's a non-negotiable, we all have to have a roof over our head. Um, Your electric bill, um, food is a non-negotiable. Um, if you have children, perhaps it's childcare or, or things related to the children. Um, we all have to have some form of entertainment that doesn't have to be lavish. It could be as simple as you know maybe you and your family or you and your partner, if you're in a relationship, love love craft cocktails. You know maybe it's not going out every weekend to a, a beautiful restaurant to have a craft cocktail. Maybe you're doing it at home but you do have to have some form of entertainment in order to, to keep you excited and happy and and enjoying life. So really understanding how much you spend each and every month writing it down, knowing that number, and then planning accordingly.
0: And that's just not the most sexy advice in the world, but it is the most important. Because I just, if think about it in terms of, if you were the CFO of a business, would your business be operating successfully if you had no idea how much it was spending, how much it was taking in, how much it was going out? And certainly the answer is is no. You need to know that information for yourself personally as well. So
1: what do you I think? just want to say, George, Please. with that, there are I, – I used to coach a group of – it was mostly women. We had a couple of dudes in there who were awesome. Um, but it was mostly women. And when they did that exercise – they were actually blown away by how little they actually spent. They, for some reason, thought that there was more money going out than there actually was and there was a sense of relief that, oh my goodness, I only need to come up with this amount each month. For some reason, I thought I had to come up with maybe two, three times that in order to, to support my lifestyle, so it could also be a pleasant surprise. Um, when you do that exercise for yourself. But to your point, it isn't the most fun, it isn't the most sexy, that's why I always recommend having a mimosa or something <laughs> next to you while you're going through your um, finances because it, it makes the process that much more
0: enjoyable. I think that that's probably amazing advice right there. So <laughs> what uh, <laughs> what uh, conversations do you find that most people avoid having?
1: Ooh, uh, money in general. <laughs> uh, I was talking to, man, I was talking to my beloved about this how we didn't grow up, and this is probably commonplace for a lot of individuals, um, didn't grow up talking about money with our parents in depth. You know, everyone has a different um, situation or a different experience. But overall, I think we avoid topics around, you know, things like how much do you make? That's considered taboo to ask somebody what their salary is or if they're a business owner, what their revenue is. Um, It's certainly taboo in some circles to ask what your investment strategy is. You know, people like to keep that um, close to the chest um, for a number of different reasons. So I think that is something, I think that's part of what would help Relieve some of the stress or overwhelm. You didn't ask this question, but I, I do feel that if we do have more open, honest, transparent conversations about money, a lot of us would feel less alone. There's this new program coming out, or it's, it's launched actually. They have about twelve thousand users now. It launched last September. It's called Status Money, and it's similar to you may be familiar with Mints or Personal Capital. So those types of programs help you track your Um, personal finances on a regular basis. And the difference though with status money is that you can actually compare your spending habits and your income to a group similar to yours. So a group similar to yours could be, you know, for you, George, it could be other males that are in your age bracket. Um, Or it could be A group that's in your area so for me it could be other people that live in the San Francisco Bay Area and what's why the it was started by two data scientists and the reason why they added that component to the the program was because they found that people are incentivized by comparing themselves to those around them so if you find that oh my goodness I'm spending one and a half times more on groceries than Bob down the street you may adjust your behaviors because you have that information so I share all that because I feel that if we do um, have these conversations around money behavior your own personal behavior may change in relation to it
0: I think that that's great and there's a lot of great information in there it used to be that you weren't supposed to talk about religion and politics at a cocktail party and now I think that we're all pretty comfortable talking about that and then it was sex and money, and now that we're, with all the sexual assault things that have been coming out as of late, I think that we're, as a nation, talking a lot more about sex, which is certainly a very positive thing, and the next last thing, third third rail, if you will, is money, and you have some great blog posts um, on your website about talking about money. Um, I loved the idea of booking a money date with loved ones to talk about money, and And then also the idea of creating community around it, because community, I think, is one of the integral pieces to actually forming healthy new habits. And that's one thing that we desperately need. All of us do financially. So that's really good stuff.
1: Thank you. Yes, I think, you know, it's almost, you're so right. We're now, this is the last taboo topic to to conquer as a community. And I think, um, you know, talking about money with loved ones, for instance, this is, If you're in a romantic relationship, I think we can all attest to having, being in a situation where you have difficult conversations around money, whether that's when you're purchasing a home or perhaps there's a lot of debt that you're trying to work through as a couple. Sometimes it can be stressful, especially if perhaps one of you is having a tough time at your job or making money um, while you're trying to pay down debt. The other piece that comes to mind is as, our generation, our parents, as they continue to age, there's going to be um, more responsibility placed upon the younger generation, so their children, to support them because retirement plans aren't necessarily going to be um, able to support them fully. And so having those conversations with your aging parents, you know, this is a generation that is probably Little, a little less willing to talk about money because of what they've experienced and what they've gone through and their, what what's modeled around them in um, their family about not talking about money. So, it's conversations on all fronts um, that's going to be really important.
0: So, when we think about having a money conversation with our parents, perhaps moving from a mimosa to whiskey would be appropriate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm all for it, yes. Straight up, one rock,
0: one, one ice cube. <laughs> nice. Well, those, are, those are such important conversations to have, but like we were just talking about, easier said than done for people. So if we're thinking about those those people that are maybe very frustrated with their financial situations and they feel boxed in, if nothing changes for them, if, if they're not taking these positive steps, what's likely to happen
1: Ooh. if you feel boxed in and you're all really already feeling stressed about money i'm sure and i am not talking um to you from a place of being holier than thou i've certainly had my challenges with money and grew up um in a situation where money came in sometimes and sometimes it wasn't there so i saw how how much impact it could have on someone's psyche and emotional health when you just money wasn't something that you could depend upon all the time. So if you don't change your thoughts and patterns around money, the situation will continue um, to get worse. And I think maybe a different way of encouraging you in this period, if you find yourself in this, is to. Surround yourself either with other people or if there isn't anyone in your life that you can reach out to, there's a ton of resources online, YouTube, Google. I mean, very simple things, but they are really impactful. Just start learning about money. The more you can expose yourself to how others are doing well, how they're making it financially for themselves, um, the more encouragement you'll have to just know that it doesn't
0: always have to be this way for yourself nice and that's so true we have so many different resources right at our fingertips from every different kind of person has great advice about how they got out of debt or how they started saving whatever whatever it might be Um, it just is a matter of taking those initial first steps and checking it out and to your point we've all had some kind of difficulty with money at some point or have had experience, um, with our families with money at some point. So there's no shame in it. The danger is just keeping it status quo and not doing anything about it. So.
1: Right. And, and if you want something practical, you know, the biggest, um, the biggest, um, I guess the best resource that I came across as a young kid that completely completely changed the way that I saw money uh, was a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which many of you have probably, you've probably read it, George. It's, it's a pretty popular book, but when I first picked it up at the age of 17, that was incredible in terms of I had never been exposed to the idea that our minds are so powerful in terms of creating the reality that we want or on the reverse side, creating the reality we don't want if we don't clean up the sabotage and the toxic thoughts. Um, a second book that really then took that to the next level for me, which was helping me look at my emotional relationship with money. George, you mentioned feelings of shame, um, perhaps anxiety you may feel, or um, you know, certainly depression can come with having a challenging financial situation. You know, all of those feelings have to be addressed and there has to be a a level of self-forgiveness because we've all made mistakes with money and at some point you'll have to move past those mistakes so that you don't continue to repeat them. And one of the books that really helped me with that was a book called Money is a Love Story by Kate Northrup. So if you think about love, it, you know, if you're in a romantic relationship, you know, there are times when you're a really good partner and there's times when you suck as a partner and there are times when your partner is amazing and times when they could do things a little bit differently for you. So it's really, it really helped me look at money in terms of being in a relationship with it. And, and getting clear on my emotions with it and how that was impacting my habits
0: and behaviors. Cool. It's called money is a love story.
1: Yes.
0: All right. I will check that out. That's not one that I've heard of. Certainly I think that think and grow rich is one of the, one of the Bibles of personal success and certainly financial success. So definitely recommend that to everybody. And, and whether we like it or not, or think we're, in a relationship with money or not, we most certainly are. So, money as a love star is probably a must-read as well. So, thank you for that.
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely.
0: Denitha Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: This has been so fun, George, and I <laughs> hope that <laughs> I hope that one of the things that I said resonated uh, with you, George, and hopefully your listeners as well. Um, My biggest tip, if you want to create the life of your dreams and to elevate your financial situation is, I alluded to this before, but to remember that you create your own reality. And that may not sound practical or it may not sound like that there's a, a, a practical piece that you can start applying, but... If you want to take tactical steps with that, start thinking about, when you start having thoughts around money, become aware of how you think about it. So for instance, if you catch yourself saying, well, money doesn't grow on trees, or I can't afford this, or that's for rich people, or the wealthy only care about themselves, those are thoughts that are impacting your ability to get to a financial position that you want to get to. So. Be aware of your relationship with money and start being aware of your thoughts around it is my, my biggest tip for your listeners.
0: Nice. Well, that is great stuff. It definitely warrants a Come on. Come on. So thank you for that. Danita, thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you can learn more about me. The best place is to check out moneyandmimosas.com. Um, it's a website where you can get more information um, about how to manage your finances as well as manage your relationship with your money.
0: Excellent, and I was I've spent a good amount of time on there reading um, a lot of a lot of great information. So definitely encourage everybody to check it out. So, well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Denitha your appreciation and shares today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas.